Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now, let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
What a great song. What a great way to start a show. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And that obviously was Bruce the Boss with a song called Ramrod. And that my special guest today, Frank Stefanko, my photo extraordinaire, world traveling, and many more other things that we're you're going to discover as we talk with Frank today. Um, about his latest trip to Italy and his time with Bruce and his photography and newest photography and some really cool projects in the mix. Um, Welcome, and the chat room is open. If you'd like to create an account, you can go into the chat room. And also, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036, and the show will be available afterwards on iTunes. If you missed the beginning or want to listen to it again later, and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And with that, I am going to bring Frank into the studio, and we are going to talk about his latest trip and some really cool stuff that he's been doing, and uh, he's just a fun all-around guy. Frank, you there? Miss Holly, of course I'm here. There you are. (laughs) It's like, where are you? I just I'm in New you. Jersey, where I usually you're am. There, you're there. Well, I'm I'm in Sonoma. I'm in like something that looks like where you just came back from, but it doesn't Why? have it. Well, we have we have good food, but we don't have food as um, nice as what you were taking pictures and making me wish I was there. Um, just so you know, Frank's got a a Facebook account, and he was taunting us all with pictures of his daily food um expenditure <laughs> his food activity over in Italy. Um why don't we start off with that? What were you doing in well, Italy? Well, yeah, sure. um, I mean the, first of all that you, ramrod well that's a toe tapper, wasn't it? I'll tell you. <laughs> I love that song. Um You yeah, chose that one. Yes I did. <laughs> yeah. I happen I happen to like that but I uh, the reason I chose it is because the there is a um on the river box set mm-hmm. that uh, came out mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, there is, right. I think, a 1980 film in there, uh, a DVD, uh, the first video, actually digital video of uh, Bruce doing a river tour uh, at Tempe, Arizona. And he does oh, wow. a live version of Ramrod that if anybody has that box set, that one tune is worth the price of admission. I'll tell you that right now. But let's wow. go to <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, go to Italy. But you know, mention the fact that you mentioned um, the box set. You did. Um, we'll get into that later. But you've done a lot of photography at that. But let's go. Let's go to Italy. Let's go let's to Italy. Go to okay. Italy. Uh, go for we it. Were, I am doing some projects with a world class uh, photographer uh, by the name of Guido Harari, who has photographed mm-hmm. many many uh, celebrities, both in. Uh, film and rock and roll, uh, and uh, you know he's very well known uh, in in both continents. Uh, but uh, he also has a gallery uh, in Alba, Italy, up in the Piedmont area, and um, mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful country. We uh, we 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 had a show there. Uh, we decided because Bruce was coming to Italy, uh, and I had. Uh, recently shown some new work from the river shoot 
uh, in mm-hmm. New York and California, which we'll get into that later. But um, we decided to, uh, you know, do a show uh, to commemorate Bruce's ar- arrival in Italy. Uh, he did a couple of shows at um, at uh, San Siro Stadium in uh, Milano, and then another one uh, in Rome. But we had a gallery show July third, uh, and Saw I worked it. It was up, beautiful. and it was yeah. just it was just a wonderful turnout. So many people mm-hmm. came out. People that I've actually seen in other parts of the country that have been to some of my shows uh, that were hap- that happened to be in town for. Uh, That's amazing. Know, so they they all came over and uh, uh, it was a very successful show, but one of the highlights mm-hmm. of the show was that uh, uh, my brother, who lives up in uh, in New England, uh, mm-hmm. was in touch with some of our family my, on my mother's side, which is Italian, uh, some family that used to live in Rome that moved up to Navarra near Milano, and I had a cousin that I never knew and I never met, named uh, Giuliana Perticari and. He came with his son and his son's um, better half, and uh, and they came to the gallery. And, and, you know, I met him. He was blood. He was family. And uh, I wow. was a little indifferent at first. I said, you know, well, you know, I don't know this guy. As soon as I saw him in Ital- you know, in Italy, uh, everything is passion. So uh, he gave me an embrace, that, embrace and a, yeah. a kiss, and, and all of a sudden I felt, you know, this is my family. It really felt good. Yeah, but that was the beginning of uh, of the trip. A, a very successful opening, and then Guido Beautiful. and his lady Christina uh, took us up. Uh, well, no, later that evening we went to um, we did a a Q and A. Paolo mm-hmm. Bonfante and um, and his friend uh, Roberto uh, played some Springsteen music up on the balcony overlooking the the gallery on uh, on uh, Via Gastaldi and. Uh, people came from all over, and they were listening to the music, and they came in the gallery. It was a real happening. So after that, we went over to this theater, and we did a slideshow of my work, and we did a and a which was very interesting because I answered questions in English, and Guido uh, translated them into Italian. And oh, nice. Very, very nice reactions. It was nice. very nice. And then later that evening, we started our culinary feast by going up to Trieste. Oh, God. Where Christina's family owns the Pelissero Winery. And uh, mm-hmm. we had a great, uh, um, al- you know, alfresco meal in the in the uh, square overlooking the, the town. And it was just an incredible first evening. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. terrific. So that was day one. He, that was only day one. Yep. Day two, we went that's to... That's day uh, one. Mono. Wow. Wow. That's day, day, day one. D- day two was Milan uh, for uh-huh. the Springsteen concert. And mm-hmm. um, we were, you know, uh, thanks to some of my friends, um, uh, George Travis, uh, Bruce's road manager, and, uh, you know, uh, my wife, Carol, and myself, and Guido and his... Uh, Lady Christina, uh, we all uh, got some very nice passes and went backstage and, uh, you know, were treated very royally. And um, nice. Guido and I had a, a very successful meeting with uh, the, the Landau people regarding a, an upcoming project that I'll go into a little bit later. And um, yeah. we got to meet Bruce before the show and uh, big hugs and uh, everything Aww. was just magic. And then I 
got a pass uh, and was able to go down into the pit for a little bit and took some photos live of the concert. And it was Amazing a photos. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, yeah. the, uh, the Italian people, just I've seen Bruce in Sweden and Italy, and the passion is just incredible. Uh, in mm-hmm. Gothenburg, in Milano, uh, and a lot of Americans travel uh, as well as other Europeans that, that just travel and follow the show and, uh, you know, just can't get enough. And, uh, you know, Bruce seems to thrive on it. It's, it just, it, you know, it lights him up and, uh, and it's, it's terrific. So rest of the mm-hmm. time we spent in uh, a couple of days in Milan and a couple of days uh, back in Alba and um, took care of some business and, uh, and uh, you know, and eight and all these incredible places. You saw some of the photographs that I posted on. Yes, Facebook. just amazing. Northern Italian cuisine, <laughs> killing uh, me with it. It's <laughs> just incredible. I mean, don't expect yeah. uh, don't expect the red sauce. Don't expect the gravy. Don't expect everything to be no. Covered. This was oh, yeah. just very fresh yeah. cuisine. Incredible. Hmm. I saw those pictures and I was like, oh, "Wow, I wish I was there." And you so eloquently described everything you were eating, and it was like so. Well, it was like to the T, and it was just like, "Wow, that's wow, that looks amazing." And the presentation well, it was all is very the well big done thing, and, mm-hmm. and, and put out with care. And and I got to tell you that the the people that I met, and there were a lot of them uh, that. You know that we that I had a chance to talk to and you know sign some of my my earlier book you know Days of Hope and Dreams and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, everybody was just so warm and 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 you know uh, I just felt like I was home. <laughs> it was wonderful. yeah, I bet. When are you going back? Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably within the year. Uh, so I then, bet. You know, get, I might as well you know uh, get to. Um, what we're doing, uh, Guido had proposed this to me, oh, most a year ago. Uh, you know, I have this book out called uh, Days of Hope and Dreams, an intimate portrait of Bruce Springsteen that I originally put out in 2003. And it was, a, you know, mm-hmm. it's a book for the masses, and uh, it was in all the bookstores, and you could still get a copy on Amazon. And But uh, it was the photographs that I did of Bruce uh, starting in 1978, uh, for the darkness mm-hmm. on the edge of town shoot, and uh, went through the river uh, uh, photographs, and and ultimately through the Nebraska shooting sessions in 1982. So uh, that was pretty much it, and uh, it was a very well received book, and you know it's in I think the second edition right now. Um, but what what we wanted to do, what Guido proposed, and I just said, you know what. If you didn't call me, I probably would have uh, called you uh, because I was thinking that you know we were we were kindred spirits. We were on the same wavelength, and um, he said, you know, you photographed Bruce uh, in 1978, and you've been photographing him, you know, right along 2004 and 2012, and, you know, and, and now and, and beyond. And uh, so. Why don't we do a big book, an expanded book, a a special book, a gigantic book, a you know a very, very, very special book that's going to be 
very large, like 11 by 15. It's going to be very big. Uh, oh, nice. It's going to come with extra photographs. Well, there's two two versions. There, this is going to be a limited edition book. Uh, and right now it's uh, tentatively titled Further Up the Road, which is a... Uh, oh, uh, good title. Well, it's not my... <laughs> I, I stole it from Bruce. Uh, Bruce sometimes would sign, um, you know, if he'd, he'd write something down and he'd say, I'd see you, I'll see you further up the road. And I thought, you know, what a perfect title for taking the photographs and including some of the photographs from 1978 and continuing right up to the present day, which is a span of almost 40 years of, of you know, my, my collaborations and uh, with Bruce. So, um, it's going to be a special book, and uh, Guido has uh, published many other books. As a matter of fact, he has a new book out with on uh, Kate Moss that uh, is just you know uh, magnificent, and uh, he has many other books. Uh, and he he works very closely with some of the best um, publishing houses or you know printers uh, in in Italy. They use the best paper, the best bindings. Everything is just going to be top-notch. So because we started working in 1978, Bruce and I, uh, we are only going to put out 1,978 copies of this book. It's going to be oh, what a, great, what a, great a limited book. edition, awesome. numbered, signed mm-hmm. book. Um, 350 copies are going to be uh, pretty expensive, but they're going to have all kinds of extra goodies in it, and then the rest are going to be a little less expensive, but... This is not going to be a book that you go and pay $30 for at the bookstore. This is going to be a collector's item. Uh-huh. And we're very excited about it, and it's going to have new stories and all new pictures. We're going to have some old, some of the old ones that people like, but we're going to take it further up the road and, and do a lot more pictures, very intimate pictures, some, you know, some live pictures, but many of them are just – you know, uh, pictures of you know, that Bruce and I just, you know, sat down and did some shooting sessions. So, uh, oh, yeah. that along with the stories and some ephemera and some extra pictures, and, you know, uh, it'll be something, uh, I think, for a collector or, or somebody who really appreciates Bruce uh, to have. But this this won't come out until the end of. 2017, so around mm-hmm. the fall of 2017, because, uh, first of all, we don't want to interfere. Bruce has got his own autobiography, 500-plus uh, mm-hmm. pages, that's coming out September the 26th, I believe. And, of course, um, I was very, very honored that Bruce used my Corvette winner photograph for the cover. I love of that his- picture. Mm-hmm. So that that was a that was a special honor. I had a chance to to thank him uh, in February when he appeared in Philadelphia, and I was able to get some really lovely uh, live shots of that concert as well. So um, we're very proud of that, and uh, I understand that there's going to be a companion CD that that uh, will come out with that. Oh, nice! That. So you know, I don't, we'll see for sure, but. Um, there's there's all kinds of things happening, and uh, while all that's going on, of course, I was out in your well, a little south of where you were, uh, back in uh, in uh, I think it was May or uh, we were at uh, 
we were at the uh, Morrison Hotel Gallery, uh, did a, a river show uh, of several of, of Bruce's photographers at the Sunset Marquee. It was around March 10th. At the uh, yeah, that one. Uh huh. That's that awesome. Very, that's a great gallery. And then mm-hmm. uh, also a, a traveling show from the Grammy Museum that was traveling from Tulsa to uh, Monmouth, New Jersey, uh, also ended up at the Grammy Museum all around that same time. So it's been uh, it's been lively. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. No, I can imagine. Um, you've got a lot of really amazing stuff going on, and, you know, you are – You've taken a lot of iconic photos that a lot of people will see and they'll know immediately that there are photos that you've taken. Um, let's go back a little bit um, on how, how did you meet Bruce? That, that's, that's, let me ask you that one because I'd love to know that story. Well, that, I know that we've goes talked back about probably to about the before. early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been photographing Bruce for almost 40 years, but I've been a fan of his long, you know, longer than that. And I, you know, I, I listened to his music, uh, you know, the first albums that came out, Greetings from Asbury Park and The Wild, mm-hmm. The Innocent, The E Street Shuffle, and then, of course, the amazing, uh, you know, Born to Run with uh, Eric, my friend Eric Miola's great cover. Um, but uh, prior to that, I had never seen him live, but I had heard um, live radio broadcast of uh, Bruce when he was in Philadelphia at these small coffee houses that he was playing, the main point in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and uh, the great yep. late Ed Shockey, a local disc jockey in, in Philadelphia, who was one of the people who played the heck out of, uh, out of Bruce back in the days that he needed, you know, the, the support. And, um, you know, I listened to this music, and I think I wrote in my, in my first book that, you know, bubblegum music was pervading the airwaves, and... Uh, you know, there wasn't anything great coming out, and then all of a sudden, I heard this this great band, and the, and you know that was so tight and so syncopated, and 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 the music was you know an amalgamation of of rockabilly, rock, rock and roll, uh, blues, soul, jazz. It was all intertwined, and it and with this guy <laughs> with this gravelly voice who was just holding it all together and 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 you know kicking butt out there. And I said, wow. And I was instantly a fan. And I'll say that to anybody that goes to a, a live Bruce Springsteen concert. Uh, you will be instantly a fan. But um, that's how it started. No and, doubt. Uh, I was going to New yeah. York a lot doing photography, you know, in the in the 70s, uh, hanging around places like CBGB's and, you know, and uh-huh. the, Kansas City and all these places, and in the village taking photographs. So my friend Patty Smith, who I went to college with, I used to go up to New York on the weekends to photograph Patty and um, and see my other friends up there. And, um, you know, I, I started a little portfolio for Patty of my work, and um, I told her about this guy, Bruce Springsteen. I said, you know, I've been listening to this music, and it's incredible, and I think this guy's going to, you know, be something very famous someday. And as it turned out, Bruce went, to see one of Patty's shows in New York and went backstage and Patty said, you know, uh, you're going to be a big star someday. My friend Frank from South Jersey said so. <laughs> and uh, so I got in the mail sh- 
shortly after that, a copy of an album called Greetings from Asbury Park uh, by Bruce oh, wow. Springsteen. And the cover mm-hmm. of it was a postcard that's Greetings from Asbury yep. Park. And in those days, you could actually open up the postcard, and, and you know, and it, it, it was like open like a book. And on the back was the back of the postcard, and inscribed on the back of the postcard was a message saying, To Frank, my biggest fan, Patty says. Oh. Which I still have, and we may, we may put a little bit of that in the book, but, uh, uh, you know, that started it. And uh, as, as time went on, and as their both their careers evolved uh patty was working on an album called easter uh, mm-hmm. uh the album cover was done by lynn goldsmith and bruce was working on an album called darkness on the edge of town and he had just come wow. off of three years of litigation uh you know uh, kind of separating from his former manager mike Capel, and uh, you know he couldn't really do a lot so he was out of the limelight and out of the, out of commission, basically. And, and during that time, he wrote. He was so prolific. He wrote tremendous amounts of songs, and uh, mm-hmm. those many of those were on "Darkness on the Edge of Town," subsequently on "The River," and a whole lot more stuff beyond that. But he, you know, when you're out of the when you're in rock and roll and you're not on stage or you're not putting out records, people tend to forget. So. The Darkness on the Edge of Town album was very, very important. And uh, while mm-hmm. he was working on the album, he would sometimes hang out at Patty's apartment in between, you know, sets and things. And he was looking through Patty's photographs of uh, she had been photographed by some of the New York greats, uh, Francesco Scavulo, Bill King, um, uh, you know, uh, Annie Leibovitz. Um, mm-hmm. I'm missing. I know I'm missing several, but uh, he also and you. Uh, yeah, Bruce saw the photos I did of Patty, and he said, "This, <laughs> who did this? You know, this is what I want. Yep. This is this is what mm-hmm. I think. This is what's going to, uh, you know, I want. I want." So Patty called me up and said, "You know, uh, Bruce wants Bruce Springsteen. You want to photograph Bruce? You know, I said, uh, yeah." <laughs> oh wow! So, so uh, wow! You know, who if I could have chosen up. anybody to photograph, it would have mm-hmm. been. Bruce Springsteen. So my wish came true, and we started working on Darkness, and I got the album cover, and then subsequently I got the album cover for The River, and it turned out, when I, you know, Bruce had mentioned this, that he felt that the characters that he was writing about, which were much more mature characters from his previous albums, um, mm-hmm. were reflected in my photographs of him. So that's why he chose my Oh, that's amazing. What a compliment. Yeah. That's amazing. So that, that was you know, how that all came to be. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's a beautiful story, and that's something that will stay with you forever, you know, and what an, what an opportunity to be able to go shoot him, and and he loved your photography, and you te- you're telling stories in the photographs. Um that one photograph you have that, that you talked about with the Corvette and him yes. and the snow, that photograph says so much. You know, it's um, funny. Uh, the Simon & Schuster, who's doing the, the Born to Run book, mm-hmm. which is autobiography, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, like I said, they're using the cover. And the, the peop- they called me up and they said, Frank, did, did you, do you have any other photographs of Bruce in that Corvette? And I said, you're not going to believe this, but 
We it was freezing cold. It was February. We went outside. He was wearing a a light leather jacket and, a, and that famous plaid shirt. And uh, uh, you know, uh, I we were going to take a walk around the neighborhood and do some some location shots. And I just said, why don't you just go lean on that car? And he went over, and the shot was magic. We just, you know, and yeah. here's the story. I mean, and it was the only one. I, I only took one shot. There was no accompanying shots of that, so it's pretty rare. But um, there was a movie out a long time ago called Corvette Summer, so it was winter, mm-hmm. and there was a Corvette, so we, called, we titled it Corvette Winter. But... Um, that one particular shot uh, in in the galleries that represent me, that's the one that has sold more than any other of my photographs. And at first, you know, because there were a few others from that shooting session that I really liked, and I said, why is this one photograph selling more than anything else? Is it the Corvette? You know, and then as I looked at it and I studied it, and I said, wow, wait a minute, I get it. <laughs> what this is is the personification of Thunder Road, of Bruce's song Thunder mm-hmm. Road, where he says, mm-hmm. you know, my car's out back, and, you know, from your front porch to my front seat, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the door's open, but the ride, it ain't free. And, and I said, there it is. Mm-hmm. There's the, the porch, there's the car, he's waiting for her to come out. It's right there, and I and when I shot it, I didn't realize that there was a that story was being told in that one singular photograph. But indeed, it is, and uh, I think that's why it's been so popular. Mm-hmm. It really is uh, just a beautiful piece of uh, work. But you know, a lot of your pieces are just so different. Um, as you said, you captured so much of him and his character of what he felt he was doing on that album which I agree there are so many different looks to him and you know um, what's really funny is I told you I met Bruce quite a few times but the one time that I remember meeting him the most and what really is amazing about this is he was so quiet it was a birthday party for um, Mickey Rourke and uh, it was years ago at Club Rubber you know, where Club Rubber used to be. I don't know if you remember that, but it was in L.A. And everyone was there, Johnny Depp and uh, um, just all the guys that just played together, Bruce Willis, everyone. And off to the right, there's this gentleman, turns out to be Bruce, just standing there very quiet, very quiet with, um, I believe he was with Patty at that time and, they were standing there and they were attending the birthday party and and Bruce Willis says, oh, we're going to get on stage. We're going to play for Mickey. And um, it was pretty funny because Johnny Depp was there and the minute, and, and I met Bruce beforehand and he was very soft-spoken and introduced himself and put his hand out and introduced me to Patty and was very quiet. Very, to me, very, very... Um, shy but not you know and it was weird because the minute he stepped on stage forget it it was like a whole different person it was like (laughs) he got on stage the whole vibe changed the whole room it was like electrified between he and Johnny and Bruce Willis and um, 
I think Nareev was there. It was just crazy. All these amazing people on stage. And Bruce just carried it over. And that was my experience that I hold in my heart of him as a person. And I met him, I've seen him quite a few other times since then. And he is. He's just he's just a very, very, um, very quiet. Well, he seems to be a very quiet person, but um, then the minute he gets on stage, he's, he's different. He's a dynamo. Yes, he, he comes to life. And I, I mentioned that in my first book that yeah. you know that's very reserved. He's very reflective. Uh, but when mm-hmm. he hits that stage, he's a different person. I mean, he is the epitome of of, of everything that's rock and roll and everything that's exciting. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's, that, that hasn't changed. He's always that way. I mean, he's been that no. way. I saw him, uh, like I said, I saw him at, uh, in Milano, uh, what, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago or a week ago. Or, and, uh, you know, backstage before the show, he was just, you know, walking slowly, talking with everybody, very, very mm-hmm. low key. You know, but when he hit that stage, everything lit up. It was just it's, it's it was like over, yeah, no. He he is. He's very high energy. You know, there's one song he does called If I Should Fall Behind. I love that song. That's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite songs. That, my wife um, and I love that one, too. It's, it's, he it's does. A very lovely uh, love song. It is. Yep. And then again, and then there's Fourth of July, and then there's all the other ones. that I, I mean, there isn't one Bruce Springsteen song I don't love. Um, but that one there holds a really special place in my heart because I just really love the lyrics to it. And um, Secret Garden has a lot of really hidden meanings, and I know the, oh, yeah. I know that was a album that changed that was during a life changing event for him. And I know that it's reflected a lot of it in that album is really amazing. And uh, I I just think it's such a great thing that you have such a great relationship with him and. You were able to go to Italy and see him perform, and I can oh, only I mean, imagine. You know, you know we they we, love him yeah, there. We we don't room together. <laughs> we just we see each other every once in a while, but or mm-hmm. or you know, we'll have a phone conversation. But um, you know, he has, a, as you mentioned from the party in in Hollywood, uh, mm-hmm. he has an unbelievable circle of friends uh, and yep. admirers that that you know. Uh, go from the president of the United States to, you know, uh-huh. to uh, all kinds of celebrities, royalty, and uh, musicians all over the world. Uh, I mean, you know, people like uh, Elvis Costello goes horseback riding on his ranch, and you know, just uh, it's just, and 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 that being but one of many people that he is very very uh, friendly with, uh, but you know. To, when you think about it, here's a guy who came from a working class background, whose father, you know, worked a job, just a job, like my father worked a job, and um, he learned the ethics of life about how to pace yourself for the long haul. He didn't get hung up in, you know, and burn himself out like so many young musicians who finally found absolutely not. Yeah, uh, he's you know, he's 66 years old. He looks like he's, you know, 45, and he gets up on stage and, and does, you know, three-and-a-half, four-hour shows nonstop, all go, no stop. Yeah. 
and uh, you know he Full engages the audience. Uh, it, it's just mm-hmm. incredible. But I think mm-hmm. the overall thing is the amazing catalog of work that he's done over his his life. All the music, yep. all the the poetry. It's just you know to to be able to see things and then translate them into song, into poetry, into the into the word uh, and into the music. Uh, you know, uh, Patti Smith talked about you know three chord rock sonic <laughs> with the spoken word, but uh, this is this is um, you know Bob Dylan has a tremendous catalog. Bruce Springsteen has mm-hmm. a tremendous catalog. These, you know, these guys have been doing this since they were very, very young, and um, you know, uh, this is something special. Uh, this kind of, uh, you know, endurance and this kind of, uh, you know, being so prophetic is is a is a gift, and not a whole lot of people, you know, many do, but not a whole lot. Uh, but Bruce is certainly one of them. No, absolutely. And you know what I want to say is besides just the work that you've done with Bruce, you've done work with a lot of other people, um, with Patty Smythe and just well, different Patty Smith. things. Not Patty Smythe, yeah, I don't absolutely. Know Patty Smythe, but Patty, Patty Smith, Smith, excuse me. Yeah. I've known pretty much mm-hmm. my whole life and we're dear friends mm-hmm. and uh she calls me up on my birthday every year and sings happy birthday to me and we catch up a little bit. It's awesome. Uh, but um uh, uh, you know, uh, Southside Johnny, I did an album cover for Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes uh, Hearts of Stone album. There's a, a little band uh, that's coming along in Brooklyn called the Shondas. I've been working with them. And, uh, oh, nice. You know, and in the in the olden days when, when people used to just go to concerts and shoot, uh, I still have a lot of great old live photographs of, you know, people like Frank Zappa and the Mother's Invention. And, uh, that's and, great. Uh, uh, Rod Stewart and and Janis Joplin and uh, uh, Johnny Winters and you know it's it just uh, a, a nice uh, Jerry Garcia you know uh, just a nice little grouping. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had the the equipment and the knowledge that I had back then that I do now because those pictures are good, but uh, you know the ones I'm doing now are much better. And uh, you know as much as I love photographing. Uh, Bruce and Patty and you know and and and, and you know people who are uh, artists of, uh, of their caliber. Um, I also love getting out into places where there is no footprint of man because those places are starting to disappear. That's what I was going to segue into. You're good you know, at segueing. Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> I want to hear about this. His photography, guys, do not let him understate this. This the photography that he's going to talk about is amazing. He captures the outdoors, just unbelievable. So go for it, Frank. Tell well, us about it. Fortunately, Holly, because of the fact that you know uh, I've been able to, because of my success in photography and uh-huh. and, and so forth, I've been able to. Uh, get to places that I couldn't get when I was uh, much younger. And uh, so my wife goes with me everywhere, and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Carol and I go, and and we've been fortunate enough to to go to places like Australia, New Zealand, Tahiti. Uh, Some of my favorite places are the Desert Southwest, Monument Valley, Arches, 
Um, one of the places I haven't been to yet is closer to you, which is Yosemite. That's on my bucket list. Oh, Yosemite, but, uh, you'll have fun there. Yeah. But we oh, spend an awful lot of time colors. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I want to go there. We spend an awful lot of time down in the Florida Everglades. Uh, in I the, saw those. The those are beautiful. Uh, it's one mm-hmm. of my. To me, it's this place. I mean, there's so many spiritual places. I mean, you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went. <laughs> tell you a story. I went to you know I, we were in Monument Valley for about three or four days to shoot, and we were staying at uh, the famous Goulding's Lodge, and. Uh, so Carol and I went into Monument Valley to shoot for several days. And then one day Carol just said, you know what, uh, why don't you do this yourself? And, uh, you know, why don't you make this your day? So I packed my lunch and, uh, you know, several bottles of water and got in the car, which was a uh, an incredible thing because it was a rental. And uh, I ordered one car, but they didn't have it. So I'm driving through Navajo country in a big black wow. uh, Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh so my out. God, you're funny <laughs> like the mob so, uh, coming in. Of course, by the, the time I came in the out, valley. Red. <laughs> so here I go in the Monument Valley, and of course there are, um, you know, people that that work there as guides when you first go in. And a fellow came up to me and he said, uh, you know, uh, hire me, I will take you through and show you all the the best spots and. I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, that's good, and I appreciate that. But I said, let me tell you how I work. I'm going to go in to, to take photographs, and, and, you know, and I'm going to stop my car. I'll see something. I'm going to stop my car. I'm going to get out for maybe 15 minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe a half an hour. And then, uh, you know, I'll shoot, and I'll get back in the car. I might drive up the road 20 more feet and see something completely different in a different angle, and I'll stop the car, and I'll get out, and I'll take some more pictures, and then I'll get in, and I'll – go around the bend, and I might see something, and I'll stop the car, and I'll get out. And he listened to this whole dissertation of mine, and he looked at me, and he just said, go in peace. <laughs> so, so oh, off that's I went funny. to town car, and, uh, and uh, as I was driving into the valley, my father, who had passed away a few years prior at 102 years old, was a great reader of of Western novels, paperback Western novels, uh, Luke mm-hmm. Short, Gray, all the great, and he loved, you know, John Wayne movies, and here I am going into John Ford, John Wayne, you know, and, uh, and I'm all alone, and I'm driving into the Monument Valley, and I just said, okay, Pop, <laughs> we're here. And we, I spent the whole day in there, and I got some really, really beautiful, beautiful photographs. I went in at, in the morning, and I didn't come out until the sun was going down, and it was one of the wow. most weird, happy days of my life. So, uh, and my, and I felt like my, my father's spirit was with me as well as all the great he Indians who pervade that area. Yeah, so, he was. He was with yeah, you. That was, Are those that photographs going to come out? So many beautiful places that we've been to and, 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 uh-huh. and able to photograph. We love, uh, we go up to the Maritimes, uh, to uh, Acadia National Park in Maine, and um, mm-hmm. and up into uh, Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia. Oh, speaking of, of Acadia National Park, I mean, therein brings up the subject of, you know, preserving uh, our natural wonders, uh, Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Yellowstone, uh, you know, uh, Acadia, all the Everglades, all these all these tremendously wonderful places, we just, you know, we have to make sure that uh, 
as the governments change, that nobody goes and and and, and sells that, you know, sells off some of that property for. Uh, oh for sure. They must be kept pristine. Hey, listen, if you're interested, I have a hookup for you for the Hopi Indians in the villages and the Grand Canyon there. Um, the uh, chief elder is a friend um, with the Black Mesa Trust, and um, you should go in there and take some really, you could get some really amazing photos. Have you been to the Hopi, the Hopi villages? Yeah, you know what I'll do when um, this show's over? I will send you the information, and I will make a time for you to speak with um, Chief Vernon and um, have you invited out there. It's amazing. I mean, you could go out there. They make prickly pear pancakes and, and I mean, just the whole culture. And, you know, Black Mesa Trust is all about they want to take the water, you know, out of the Grand Canyon. They want to build a casino and stuff into the side of the casino, into the Grand Canyon. As it stands. So we're not I mean, letting the Colorado, them do that Colorado anymore. Is, yeah, the Colorado's. Yeah. If you go and, and look at Lake Mead, and see the white, uh, you know, stains on the on the side of the rocks where the where the mm-hmm. water level has dropped down, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Because I no, mean that, I can hear that, that whole now. river, uh, the Colorado is yeah. pretty much irrigated. Everything from up in the the state of Colorado all the way down to the the ocean in California. Yeah, they're trying they're trying they're trying to take it away. And so that's why I think it'd be really cool for you. There's a lot of really cool people, probably people you know like Daryl Hannah, Jackson Brown. Um I want to say her name. Um and my mind is Jane Fonda, she's involved. They're all involved in helping them retain and they're going to do an SOS flyover. Um where they're trying to help them, and that would be a really cool project for you to get involved in, or even just take pictures there. I'll well, I'll, I'll I'll make that I call for you, doing so that you as, and I could talk afterwards. Up, but uh, things are things right now. Things are. I, I've been I've been I know. itching to get back out into the into the uh, the open air into the wilds, but uh, uh, you have to be you know, careful project, right now. This book project is is. Because I want it to be so good for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we've been going over and over. And Guido, Guido, uh, Guido came over here to my house quite a few months ago when we started going through some of the material, and then we picked up on it again when I was in Italy. Then he's coming back here in October to start, you know, scanning some of the uh, some of the ephemera and some of the other things that are going to go with it. And meanwhile, my printer is continuing to you know, scan and clean all these old negatives. Uh, wow. This, this book is is going to be just, well, I just can't say it enough. It's it's going to be beautiful. And, I, you know. Uh, I bet. Guido, <laughs> Guido's an artist uh, also. And, and, you know, he started putting some ideas together that were so offbeat, you know. I mean, for him, I'm looking, you know, I said, no, we can't use this. This is a, this is out of focus, you know. And he said, wait a minute, look at this. And he took a couple out of focus negatives and, and, and put them on the light box and put them over each other. And, and all of a sudden, it's a complete new work of art. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. you're crazy, but, but you're a genius, you know. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, in Italian, I didn't say crazy. I said pazzo. So. <laughs> ah, 
Yeah, no, that's that you're you're gonna have you're that's gonna be an amazing book that you're coming out with. Well, our when is that? When are you planning? When is it planning October, on release? Around October of 2017, October November okay. 2017. It should be uh, it should be out. We uh, you know we we plan, well first of all you know we're not ready to release it sooner, and also we wouldn't release it sooner because you know we don't want to interfere with. Uh, with Bruce's autobiography, that's going to be uh, a, a very sought-after book. It's you know, it's it's the pre-sales on it are tremendous. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I, when is that I coming read, out? Read it, uh, September the twenty-sixth. It'll be released. Oh wow! I wonder if he's going to be doing any uh, interviews. Um, do you know there will any? be. We can uh, talk about publicity later. And, and I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say for sure or you know say anything. But there will be some kind of a book tour. I don't know what the format is or how it's going to work. Oh, that'd be great. There will be some yeah. kind of book tour, which will come in after his world tour ends, because he'll be, um, you know, he's, he'll be finishing up. Excuse me, the European tour, and then he'll come back to do a few more uh, dates in this country, and then take a little break, and then and then the book the book comes out. Yeah, I would love to actually maybe try to get an interview and maybe get um, him to talk about the book, even if it's a short thing, even to talk about the book tour. That's awesome. Because I know a lot of people are releasing books, and I think his book is going to be, yeah, it's very sought out, and I'm sure the pre-sale is amazing for that. Well, he's been working um, on it many, 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 many years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, let's give out your I, website, I Frank, the, really quick. I was quick. sitting with John Landau in Italy, and he said, mm-hmm. uh, Frank, you're mentioned in the book, you know. <laughs> oh, said, that's funny. I said, oh, well, that's nice. He said, I think you got a half a sentence. I said, hey, a half a sentence is better than none. So uh, You're uh, funny. <laughs> you know, let's give out your website, Frank, really quick. It's F-R-A-N-K and then S-T-E-F-A-N-K-O no, dot my com, correct? Is, my website is StefancoStudio.com. That that's the one, yeah. But you're also on on your also on uh, Facebook, and oh, Facebook, um, I yeah. wanted, mm-hmm. and I wanted yeah. to let everyone know again. If you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterward. This is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and um, we will have this show on iTunes as well. If you missed the beginning or want to listen to it in its entirety afterwards, um, I am so excited about your new book and obviously Bruce's book coming out soon and uh, I'm just really happy that you're here today because I just like I follow all your stuff and I I was just like feeling like I was right there in Italy with you watching well, we all this amazing in a while, stuff so I'm glad uh, I know that we were able to get together and have a, another interview no, absolutely, and you know I love having you on, and I'd like to have you back uh, when you get closer to um, fin- you know finalizing your project or if anything else new comes along. Um, and what I wanted to ask, and I know probably a lot of people would like to know, how did you get into photography? Ah, well, okay. When I was yeah. very, very little and went to the corner store that sold penny candy, that's how old mm-hmm. I am, um, 
they had these little uh, bubblegum cards that you could buy, and there were little cards inside when you eat the bubblegum. And you hold these mm-hmm. cards up to the sun, and an image came out. And uh, that fascinated mm-hmm. me. And I'd always been fascinated with, uh, you know, with optical illusions and things like that. So uh, when I was about eight years old, I uh, happened to, I was rooting around in the in dining room. And there was a buffet, and there was a drawer. And in the drawer, there was an old box camera. And, I mean, this Aww. was literally a box camera. It was, you know completely rectangular it was a box and um my i asked my father if i could borrow it and he said look i don't use it you can have it and he showed me how to load it up with film and uh i started taking pictures and um i kind of never stopped <laughs> so, that's a, yeah that's great that's great when I was were in, you were you mentored by anyone did you did no, you like school, any certain photography uh-huh well, yeah, I mean, I was mentored <laughs> I was mentored by uh <laughs> I was mentored by John Ford. I was I was mentored by John Huston. I was mentored by oh, Fritz wow. Long. I was mentored by uh you know, uh, some of the great old film noir uh directors. Wow. Those old movies, if you look at it and take it apart, every mm-hmm. frame is is a composition. Uh, I also, of course, as I was growing up, learned to appreciate the fine art of Edward Steichen and Alfred Stieglitz and Dean Arbus. Oh wow! And, uh, Ralph Gibson and uh, Elliot mm-hmm. Erwitt and uh, and Helmut Newton and you know uh, just a whole gamut of, uh, of of fine art photographers uh, that you know that I uh, that I really respected and, and admired. But um, in school. Uh, I took a lot of courses in art, both in high school and in college, and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I could draw a picture, I could do a painting, but uh, some of my best friends, Ken Tisa and Richard Cobb and some of these guys, they they were like real, true artists. My friend Ken, who lives in New York, who, uh, you know, went to Pratt and went to Yale and and uh, teaches art now and, and uh, has shows in New York of his work. Uh, you know, these guys were true artists. So what I did, I said, I can't do this as well as these guys. But I took my art training, my sense of design, composition, repetition, all the things that you learn about in art training, and I applied it to my photography. And although a lot of my photography looks kind of, uh, oh, what's the word, crude maybe or rough, um, there is, there is uh, the components of film noir and other things that that uh, that I've admired through the years that come through mm-hmm. in that photography. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of that. I, I I agree. I mean, it's very artsy. It's very artistic too. A lot of your photography, um, earlier earlier work. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I've seen a lot of it. Uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not Pompeo Posar or, or Annie Leibovitz mm-hmm. or any of these. You know, uh, I don't travel with an entourage at all. I don't travel with all kinds of. You're the uh, real deal, Frank. Say it. I just, I just, (laughs) I I see it. I, I point the camera and I get it. That's all. (laughs) You know, you said something earlier um, that I do. Um, I love taking photos. I don't do it for a profession or anything. I do it just for memory and to hold on to it. And, you know, living in Sonoma, there are so many things you can see here. Like, I could be going down a road and see a cow, or I could see, 
you know, vineyard or just the way a grape looks, the color, the way the sun shines on it. I'll be driving and I'll pull my car over and it'll maybe be for five minutes, five seconds, an hour, half an hour, whatever, like you said. And I'll find something and I'll take a picture and it's all lighting. Um, The other night we had an amazing sunset here and every second counted to me and I was with friends and I was saying, no, stop now because in two seconds it's going to change. And I was just like, well, you're one of the special people then because for everyone like you, there are 10 uh, million that would go right past it and never even see it. Oh, I have some really pretty sunsets. I'd love to have your opinion. I'll send them over to you just so you can see what they look like. Sure. They're pretty. You, you'd love them. Sunsets here in, in, in Sonoma are very interesting because um, when the du- when the wind hits and then the dust hits, the air and then the sun setting it changes the colors in the sky so it really comes out different um and i just love taking pictures of the grapes during the harvest season because they're all so different everything's different colors i remember you telling me a while back about wandering in the the vineyards and just you know feeling so spiritual walking around in there it was and there's coyotes here and there, but they don't bother me. They they don't come up to me. They don't bother me at all. I have live in the, just outside of Reno, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Peter Blatchley, who's one of the owners of Morrison Hotel yeah. Gallery, yeah, and, uh, mm-hmm. and his wife live out there. And it's beautiful country, and they love getting up into Mount Rose. And, you know, yep. uh, last time I was out there, uh, we took a drive. Well, Carol and I took a drive over Mount Rose, and went down into Lake Tahoe and, and that area, and uh, it's just magnificent country. And uh, you got to do Yosemite, Frank. You got to do Yosemite. Morning, I, I managed to get mm-hmm. some really nice shots of the lake from very high up and on on Mount Rose. I think Yosemite's calling you. I think you're going to be in Yosemite, and that'll be a really cool cool time for you. When I you come up to Yosemite, that, that give me a ring. Head. Let me know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me know when you're going to be we'll near come Yosemite. With us. Come with us. We'll, we'll, we'll go on a I would love safari. to. Oh, we'll God, Yosemite is so beautiful. It's time of year, too. It's beautiful. Everything's in full bloom. There's also this really cool place near here that I should take you to, which is a botanical garden. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're um, in. I know that you like taking pictures with colors and textures. This is a botanical garden that this woman started because she had all these endangered species. She brought all these endangered species from all over Asia and around the world and planted this um, botanical garden in a rock quarry, kind of like Bouchard Gardens in, in America. So it's it's really beautiful, and um, people travel from all over the world, students and stuff, just to come here to see a ginkgo biloba tree that is an endangered species or Something, I mean, there's waterfalls, natural waterfalls, beautiful. It's like a fairy forest. I love in some botanical parts. gardens. Uh, gorgeous. There's a beautiful one in Brooklyn, in New York. But mm-hmm. my favorite is on the island of Kauai, uh, down near yes. Pofu Beach. And I know uh, where one you're of my favorite about. things yep. that they have down there is a rainbow sycamore. And the bark yep. is just so many colors. And I photographed that thing, and people look at it and they say, that's not real. I said, oh, yes, I it know. 
It is, and that's the thing people need to realize. People like yourself, we don't. You don't enhance your photos. They're they're the real deal. You either get it or you don't get it. Exactly. You know, um, that's that's the whole thing. And so, with that, I want to say to you, thank you so much for being here and well, thanks um, for having me on again, sharing Molly. your t- taking us to Italy and um, telling us about your long lost family that you reunited that you united with. That's awesome. Well, the regular your Rick new book. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is great. Well, we're ending with a song that you chose called Land of Hopes and Dreams. So tell me about that. Well, my book, my first book was called, uh, Bruce was called Days of Hope and Dreams. And mm-hmm. uh, just, it's very special. I mean, if you listen to the words, uh, there's redemption yep. there. Uh, nobody is uh, that wants to come along on this ride. Uh, wherever you think it's going is being uh, said, you know, is being rejected. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of a when my my wife, who was my high school sweetheart, but uh, we've reunited about 15 years ago after 35 years. So uh, wow, this, this song meant a lot to us. So um, that's that's why. Well, I'm going to dedicate this to you guys. Thank you. And you know, I wanted to tell you, um, you know miss Clarence a lot I told you my story about meeting Clarence and how I met them and that was funny hearing his wailing and he was yeah he was I was driving around LA and I heard this wailing noise and I was with my daughter and she goes mommy mommy it's that way and we followed the noise and it was on an underpass he was on an underpass under under an, an overpass and he was playing because he said he liked the acoustic. And he mm-hmm. had three or four of his mates with him, and he was playing his saxophone down there. And we just stayed down there, and we became friends. And when he went to the next place, we were just like, we felt like all the lights had gone out on the Jersey Shore. It was just so sad, you know. But um, he's definitely still here with us in spirit. Definitely. Miss Clarence sure a lot. I was, uh, when uh, Danny Clinch and I were on the stage, in Gothenburg in 2012, it was the first mm-hmm. time Bruce, uh, we had, we were backstage earlier in the day and he had asked Jake mm-hmm. Clemens to come in the dressing room with him. And we didn't, we knew something was going on, but we didn't know exactly what, but that was the first time he did jungle land oh. since Clarence died. Wow. And it was one of the most emotional, uh, yep. you know, renditions, Jake nailed it. Everybody was emotional, and it was very magic that night. I totally get that. It's um, I, I that's one of my favorite pieces that he performed in. Just beautiful. And with that, I'm just going to say we're going to dedicate this song, Land of Hope and Hopes and Dreams, to you and your lovely wife. And I look forward to seeing your book and talking to you again really soon. And, um, again, if you want to listen to the show in its entirety, it will be available afterwards on demand. And I want to thank you so much for being here. I will be on the air on Friday with um, Spencer Drake. We'll be doing a show um, with Legs McNeil on his um, newest book that he came out with. But, uh just wanted to say today I'm really happy and privileged and honored to have Frank Stefanko with me talking about his amazing 
journey and and uh, life story. You just are such an inspiration to me, Frank. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Polly. Say hi to Spence for You're me. Very you welcome. Okay. I will. All right. Have a wonderful day. And here Take you guys care. go. Have a good Wednesday.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.